Mike, I think we're on a bit of a kick of world records in automobiles here on Ungeniust. I guess we sure are. And also, whatever you say is the kick we're on is the kick that we're on because you choose. So for today, are we going to be talking about more kind of like sailing around the world? Are we doing the hot air balloons in 80 days type thing? Maybe how far you can skate in a single day? What are we doing? Let me write down all those ideas real quick. All right. Well, while you do that, what if I look at... Oh, there it is at the top of our document. We're doing the Cannibal Run Challenge. This is an unsanctioned event in which drivers have to travel from the traditional start point of the Red Bull parking garage in Manhattan in New York to its finish at the Portofino Hotel in the southern portion of the Great Los Angeles area, a distance of a little of over a distance of a little over 2,800 miles. You mentioned that this is an unsanctioned event. That means there's no set of guidelines and no rule book that teams have to follow. Even more so, there are no laws followed, as you can see from the current (laughs) record, which was set just last month in August of 2020. Arn Toman, Doug Tabbert, and Dunadal Dariush made the cross-country journey in 25 hours and 39 minutes of a top speed of 175 miles per hour and an average speed of 110. The funny thing is, to know this, to for them to have said that they have done this, is them admitting to breaking many, many laws, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, as we get into it, there's actually like verified evidence mm-hmm. that you've broken the law. Yep. But it's not breaking the law if you don't get caught, apparently. It really does blow my mind that someone can get from New York to California in a little over a day. Now, of course, a lot of the U.S. is basically empty, right? Especially mm-hmm. out west. And I'm sure the routes are chosen for that reason. You're not going through major cities. But 25 hours and 39 minutes is not that much time. No, especially because there is built-up area to go through. There are uh, motorways to drive through. And if your average speed is 110 miles an hour, it shows how much of that uh, trip is done at those speeds in excess, right? So Mm -hmm. it's really wild. Uh, To achieve this feat, teams pick high-performance cars, naturally, that can blend in to interstate traffic. These cars are usually modified with secondary fuel tanks and may be tuned or modded to improve performance and reliability. Like You don't want to be doing this in something that really stands out, so it's done in a kind of tricky way. Right, or something that would break down or leave you stranded, right? Mm Because then that's time off the clock, which you don't want. To help with the law-breaking speeds required to take a run at the record... Cannonball run cars are often equipped with police scanners, radar, and laser detectors, and even physical alterations to help hide the car's identity. Some teams go as far as using additional cars to obscure the record-setting car from any law enforcement officers that may come across the attempt, or use other cars or even planes as scouts ahead of the record-run cars to warn of police or traffic that would hamper the attempt. Verifying one's time in a cannibal run can be done through witness testimony, toll receipts, GPS tracking information, and even continuous video recorded during the run. GoPros is what Mm -hmm. we're saying. GoPros make this easier to document. (laughs) The standard record is that set in gasoline-powered cars, but runs have been made in diesels, on motorcycles, and more recently in electric cars. I know this episode is about going as fast as possible from one point to another, but what if we take a time and take a break? Sounds good. Get a little snack. Mm -hmm. Talk about our friends at Mint Mobile. Breaking up with your old wireless provider just got a whole lot easier thanks to Mint Mobile. 
They were the first company to sell premium wireless service online only. And now Mint Mobile is introducing their unlimited data plan for just 30 bucks a month. That's right, unlimited plan for 30 bucks. How much is your soon-to-be X wireless provider charging you? I bet it's more. Mint Mobile is really easy to set up. It all comes in the mail. Pop your SIM card in, activate it online, and I had my uh, Google Pixel on Mint Mobile really in just a few minutes. It was way easier than going into a store and dealing with something there. For people that hate their phone bill and are ready for something new, Mint Mobile offers their premium unlimited plan for $30 a month. They do this by going online only, eliminating the traditional cost of retail and then passing those savings to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number and move all your contacts over. It's all very smooth. If you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. So break up with Big Wireless and switch to Mint Mobile's premium unlimited data plan for just 30 bucks a month. To get your new unlimited wireless plan for just 30 bucks and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/ungeniused. That's mintmobile.com/ungeniused. Cut your unlimited wireless bill to $30 a month at mintmobile.com/ungeniused. Our thanks to Mint Mobile for their support of the show and Relay FM. So, Stephen, can you tell me, how did the Cannibal Run get started? Yeah, this is actually really, really interesting. So, the original events took place in the 1970s. Uh, like today, those, those original events called the Cannonball Baker Sea to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash. It's like a Michael Scott's <laughs> 5K name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was unofficial, unsanctioned, and led to illegal speeds on public highways. The Cannibal Run was initially thought up by car magazine writer and auto racer Brock Yates and fellow car and driver editor Steve Smith. The two were joined by Yates' son and a friend and started out on May 3rd, 1971. This makes this whole thing seem like a Top Gear episode. A little bit. Mm -hmm. The name was picked in honor of Erwin George Cannonball Baker. Okay, can I just say, Cannonball is a really cool nickname. Would you like me to start calling you Cannonball? <laughs> really cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Cannonball was an American motorcycle and automobile racer. In his life, he made 143 cross-country motorcycle speed runs, setting numerous world records in the process. Baker used these adventures as a way to promote various products, guaranteeing advertisers no record, no money. Now, we heard that last time. Do you remember? <laughs> with, <laughs> this is the thing that happened with the, with the, the boats, and uh, yeah. that didn't go very the, well, did it? The guy died. I did look it up. Uh, Cannonball Baker died of old age. I oh, really nice. thought he was killed on a motorcycle. I, I, I went to the bottom of his Wikipedia page, like, okay, he died in his 80s. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so while not intending for their event to be based on advertising, Yates and Smith intended their drive instead to be a celebration of the United States interstate highway system, while also serving as protests against traffic laws that were becoming more strict at the time. Over the next eight years, a total of five runs were made, the latter four being races between teams. In April 1979, the record was set at 32 hours and 51 minutes with an average speed of 87 miles an hour. So slow. Step on it, boys. I know. Yeah, come on. What's wrong with you? Like the events of today that have borrowed the name, the original runs had no set route, 
mm-hmm. no maximum speed, and the car type and even team size were also not set. You could just do whatever you wanted to do, do whatever you want. as long as you ended up in L.A. I actually kind of like that about this event, because there, there is an element of strategy going on here, right? Of like not necessarily picking the easiest route, but you're picking the route which is most advantageous, maybe. like there, There's definitely some interesting strategy at play. Uh, at the end of the 70s, the magazine ended the event as it became more widely covered by the non-automotive press. So then in the years afterwards, Yates declined numerous offers to revive the Cannibal Run, and there hasn't been an official Cannibal Run event since 1979. It's been a minute. Been a minute. Mm-hmm. The guy retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the people just picked the name up and started doing it uh, themselves. In fact, in 2020 alone, there have been three known cannonball runs driven, including the current record. In 2013, Ed Bolian, Dave Black, and Dan Huang made the run in a modified Mercedes-Benz CL55 AMG. Ed's presence on social media and YouTube brought new attention to the idea of the Cannibal Run. There's a blog post in the show notes that goes into great detail on how the team made the run and created a new record which stood uncontested uh, for six years before we go uh, i have to know what happens when you get pulled over by the police while attempting this well it kind of depends where you are in america so we can assume that the speeds needed to make a run at the record that any ticket would result in maximum penalties for speeding and reckless driving for you to be doing your average of 110 miles an hour top speed of 175 miles an hour <laughs> you're always in the maximum level of what the penalties are going to look at there sure now these consequences can vary state to state but in most u.s states you would be looking at large fines a suspended license and even potential jail time now one of the states that you want to drive more cautiously in is nevada because it gets quite strict there with reckless driving being classified as high as a class b felony which is punishable by up to six years in jail that's uh that's serious but you know what they say mm-hmm. what happens in vegas stays in vegas especially if you're caught you'll be staying there for quite a while <laughs> our thanks to phil for sending this in this is a topic that i have heard about for years but never dug into i'm glad we could share it today on the podcast If you want to learn more about the Cannonball Run Challenge, then we have some links for you on the website, relay.fm slash ungenius slash 113. While you're there, you can get in touch via email, uh, or you can find us on Twitter to submit your favorite weird Wikipedia topic. The show is at ungenius. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E, and you can find me on Twitter as I-S-M-H. Until our next Drive West, Mike, say goodbye. See you later, Cannonball. Bye, y'all.